0: Hello, I'm here with Megan Berger. Before, before we get into it, is there any just opening statement you'd like to say about the research you've been doing just to get it out there?
1: Well, I think our research in Tyler's lab is mostly focused on trying to find new targets for cancer therapies. Um, we are trying to find new ways to improve uh, patient responses uh, through basic science research um, in preclinical models. So I hope that um, you know I can tell you a little bit about what I'm working on specifically today, but um, yes, the larger goal in our in MIT, in many of the labs actually, um, is focused on, on trying to improve cancer therapies for patients.
0: So my first question, There have been a number of potential cancer vaccines that were put into development and never really made it to FDA approval, even that far as they were trying to. They had to, there are a number of steps they had to reach before that. What do you think makes your research, what you've been working on in the lab, unique from the rest that other people have been working on? And what do you think what steps do you think you need to take to get to where many of your peers in laboratory medicine have failed?
1: Yeah, so actually the approach to cancer vaccination has changed a lot over the years. Um, So we're now targeting different things than we were targeting back then. So there's actually uh, clinical trials ongoing right now um, using a similar approach to what I'm using. Um, And these are based on designing personalized cancer vaccines so uh, that the vaccine is actually designed for the specific patient. So we know that um, you know T cells are, are a very important uh, immune cell type that that controls your know, response to cancer. And um, these T cells, in order to be able to respond to cancer, need to be able to see um, something foreign on the cancer to to know that that cancer cell should be attacked. And so these you know, cancer cells actually express mutated proteins that the T cells can see. And these mutated proteins are gonna differ between individual cancer patients. And so the new approach that people are taking is they actually take out a you know, piece of the tumor from the patient and characterize the mutations that are in that cancer um, and try to predict computationally actually, which of those mutations is gonna drive a T cell response.
0: Essentially, you're, oh, sorry, continue. You, you're trying to make it adaptable, essentially. Um. So we're trying to make it specific
1: to the patient. You know, each each tumor is going to behave differently, mutate its DNA in different ways, um, and so that changes what the T cells in that patient can see. You know, the, the T cells in you know each patient are going to be are going to be exposed to a different range of mutations on on, their, on the specific cancer. So, yeah, so these these approaches characterize DNA mutations specific to the patient's tumor, and then um, we select the mutations that we think are going to be best seen by the T-cells, and that's what we give as a vaccine. So we vaccinate against these a, a group of these mutated proteins in hope of generating a T-cell response against them. And that's very different from approaches in the past that where people were trying to find things that were common between all patient tumors um and you know vaccinate against that but those vaccines were um they they just were not as robust as people had hoped they would be but this personalized approach is actually um, now you know with the development of better technologies is becoming more feasible to do this you know on a large scale profiling somebody's individual tumor to design a therapy just for them
0: Previous vaccines essentially didn't account for everyone's body being unique from another and everyone being affected differently by cancer. Right.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. So my next question, from what I've read on what you've been doing, the basic way to explain your vaccine is that essentially targets specific proteins to awaken the dormant T cells, which will strengthen the immune system's response two cancerous proteins and shrink tumors. Now you've, you've already gone pretty solidly in depth on it earlier with my previous question, but just how they awaken the T-cells, how they target the proteins. The, my, my research is
1: revealing um, some new biology that will help us better decide which of those mutated proteins to target. For a patient. So right now there's you know, people have developed prediction algorithms based on you know, knowledge of how the biology works to try to predict which which of those mutations are going to drive the best T cell response against the cancer. Um, but you know, those are informed. What I guess what I'm showing in my research is that uh, those could be better informed actually um, by you know knowing more about the biology of the T cell responses happening. So what I found actually T cell responses against the different mutated proteins in the tumor actually compete with each other um, and you know, one response T cell response against one mutated protein can really dominate the, the T cell response at the cost of at the cost of the other T cells trying to respond um, so we call the this, Know, sort of like a, sort of a hierarchy of response basically so what happened what that means is actually because you have one t-cell response that's dominating it's suppressing a lot of other responses um, but what I showed is that vaccination um, is one way to to surpass that to be able to unleash responses that have been repressed and to sort of broaden the impact that the t-cell response can have against the tumor
0: so you mentioned sort of like a hierarchy of cells. Uh, some, by awakening certain T cells, other T cells that might not be necessarily harmful could be harmed. How do you pick and choose? How do you decide which ones you want to emphasize and which ones you want to kind of push away, I guess?
1: Yeah, so right now those prediction algorithms I was talking about really select for responses that um, those sort of saturating T-cell responses um, that suppress, you know, the other T-cell responses. And so what my research suggests is uh, we need to change our prediction algorithms a little bit um, to incorporate to, uh, some of these other mutated proteins uh, that drive these, these suppressed responses. Because if you can do that, if you can target both,
0: just the one response that was saturating, uh, you know, prior to therapy. So your vaccine seems to be very much in the early stages of development. But assuming this ends up hitting the open market and does become readily available, which would be obviously miraculous, and assuming that would be jumping the gun... However, how how far away do you estimate you are from at least clinical trials, where you can test on humans? I don't think it's actually that far away. I think it depends on um, you know whether whether people really pick up on this idea and go for it. I mean, the tools are already there uh, to tweak the prediction algorithms to to target these these sets of uh, mutated proteins I'm talking about people just have to make the choice to include them um, so I'm hoping that this is, you know the, the um, research
1: I put out there will inspire you know, the leaders in vaccine development to shift that way and we do have you know conversations on going with some of these these people um, you know in I suppose uh, so that the larger you know companies working on this or you know biotech um, COVID vaccine, for instance, um, is looking into cancer vaccines and um, is participating you know, in clinical trials for them. So um, it's, you know, trying to engage these uh, big companies that are already investing in this approach um, to you know, modify their approach to maybe improve the efficacy of their vaccine. It's really, it's really not far down the
0: road. So that's all I have for now, but uh.